Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. One of the interesting things when it comes to the food service realm is technology. We use technology just as much, if not more, than almost every other industry out there. And why is that? Because the way that we cook things isn't always cut and dry. It's not just a flame. It's not just the transfer of energy. It's a lot of different things done in a lot of different ways. Some of those things have evolved over time and have become more efficient. And that's what our guest today, Jim Lund, is here to talk to us about. Jim has a very unique role with a very unique company. And we'll get to hear about all that. But it might not surprise you that Jim didn't necessarily start out in a traditional way in this business. But I'll let him tell you how he got started. Well, um, originally I didn't think I would become a, a design and resource manager for Rational USA. Uh, for me, uh, I started out wanting to become an architect. Uh, I was very fortunate enough that uh, our high school program had architectural studies in it, and I took two years of that while I was in high school. Um, then I went and visited my, my first college campus to uh, look at their architectural program. As we were going to the architectural hall where all the drafting boards were, because you know, this is way before CAD, and in front of all these drafting boards, uh, ironically, there were tots sitting in front of each one of the drafting boards. So I asked the tour guy, I said, uh, excuse me, uh, do the architectural students here not have their own dorm rooms? And they said, uh, well, yes, they do, but realizing that the architectural program at that time was a, well, a five-year program, and they said most people don't graduate in five years, and they are usually there six or seven years and, and working on their programs all the time. And, and I said, well, I don't want to sign up to become a doctor and go to college for seven years. I'm going to look for something else. So I proceeded to uh, get a degree in computer science um, at the same college, uh, thoroughly enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't quite finish college at that moment. They uh, um, decided that uh, I, I needed uh, to raise a little bit more funds to continue on with school. And uh, a friend of mine was working at a restaurant, and they needed some help. So I thought, oh, this is a good way to make some money. And started working at the restaurant. And within about three months, I was on the line doing my the line shift cook. And uh, a server comes back one night to place an order on the t- ticket wheel. And looks at me and goes, oh, no, new guy. Oh, this ain't going to be good because we actually had a, a customer of the restaurant that ate there five nights a week and almost ordered the same thing every single time. And she was extremely worried that I'm the new cook uh, producing Mr. Anderson's meal that night. And uh, I prepared the meal as, as I was instructed to. And, and well, 20 minutes later, she comes back and it, she goes, Mr. Anderson said that was the best trout he ever had. Wow, did that give me a great, great feeling that that, that immediate feedback and, and gratitude from the customer that working in computer science, I would never get that immediate gratification. So I, I really just fell in love with that aspect of, of cooking and decided to go to culinary school. Um, and, and that's kind of how I got into the industry. 
So did you end up going to one of the big culinary schools like uh, the CIA or Johnson and Wales? I ended up staying locally. Back in the day, that was that was those were the only two programs: CIA and Johnson and Wales. Uh, you know, there was no art institutes and the Cordon Blues, which are now gone again. Um, but I went to a, a regional vocational school. It was a, a two-year program that was not just uh, culinary. It was also chef management, front of the house, and business operations. So it was a, a pretty well-rounded education. So after culinary school, what was next for you? Well, right out of culinary school, I, I moved down to the Minneapolis-St. Paul market and started working at a, at a yacht club. At, at the age of 21, I was the executive chef at this Bel Air Yacht Club. It was a great experience for me, um, being an executive chef that young, but realizing after about a year in that role that I still had a lot more to learn. Um, vocational program that I learned, uh, school-wise, was learn the basics, but I was always under the impression that you learn more on the job than you do in school, and I was constantly trying to learn and improve so I, I went out and, and started working at some other restaurants. I worked at some Greek restaurants. I worked in some hotels, gaining some more knowledge and experience. But at the time, I was starting a family, and I needed some health care for my family and my children. So I uh, ended up working at a country club. And at that first country club, they were able to offer that health care package. And my first position there was an excellent position. It was a position they called swing cook, where in that role, I had to fill in on everybody's other's day off. So one night I would be working the broiler. One night I'd be working saute station. One day I'd be working the lunch program. I'd be working Sunday brunch. I'd be working the pantry. And I had to learn every menu and everybody's station. So that gave me a really well-rounded background. And with that well-rounded background, you've obviously been able to utilize your skills both as an architect and as a chef in your in your current role. Well, that's kind of the ironic thing of it now is so after being a chef for 20 some years mainly at country clubs in the Twin City market I then tried uh, working in a healthcare facility for four and a half years and that was my first experience with combi oven technology and, and using the Rational Self Cooking Center at that time Rational kept wanting me to go work for them and eventually I did as a regional sales manager um, based out of Minneapolis I covered 14 states for about seven years and then they created this new position, which is the design and consultant resource manager. So it's kind of ironic. I tell people I, my career has kind of come full circle. Is that one, becoming an architect, going into computer science, and then cooking. Now what I'm doing in this role is helping people that design kitchens using a piece of equipment that works from a computer. So you bring up a term, combi oven. Um for our listeners, maybe who don't know what a combi oven is, explain a little bit about what a combi oven is. Sure. Um, well, Rationale was the inventors of this technology, combi oven or combi steamer, some people call it. And, and our founding president, Mr. Meiser, thought that combining two different cooking platforms into one would be a great solution, and that is a dry heat convection oven, which everyone's very familiar with and then a steam environment using the steaming technology and being able to add that into that environment uh, was a great invention. Over 40 years ago, uh, this invention was created back in 76. And over the years, it's evolved quite a bit until what we have today. Uh, back in 2004 was the launch of the self-cooking center. That's when I first got introduced to this technology. And, 
And that was the first time that it made it much simpler for cooks and chefs to use this technology in the past. Most people, if you ask them to roast a chicken, ask them what temperature to cook it at and how much humidity to put in there, most chefs didn't know. Um, so what we did based on our technology and our knowledge of the cooking environment was we built that into the appliance. So now the chefs would only have to select how they wanted their chicken to come out, how dark they wanted it to be, how moist they wanted it to be, make those selections, and through our patent technology, the devices will automatically regulate the cooking temperature throughout the cooking process, the fan speed, and the humidity just to give the cooks the desired results they want. Now, obviously, I'm a fan of this technology, and it is something that I've utilized quite extensively and that I absolutely wholeheartedly believe in. Um, but, you know, the thing about combi ovens, I think it's important to understand and for our listeners to understand, for, especially for those who haven't used them before, is that the Rationale Self-Cooking Center is actually a solution to a lot of problems, not just an efficient cooking vessel. Oh, that's, that's very true. I mean, you, you can go from the issue of, of yield, like you mentioned, with moisture, uh, cooking roasts. Take, for example, in our units overnight, using an overnight roasting process, uh, can give you up to a 20% better yield on your roast. Uh, not only is a better yield, but just for the fact that you're utilizing a piece of equipment overnight when you don't even have kitchen staff there. Uh, this also helps reduce your labor costs. Uh, labor costs can be reduced in many different ways. Uh, currently, I mean, every place is struggling with shortage of skilled labor. Uh, and how are you going to overcome that? Uh, the easiest way to do that is with technology. So if you can have a piece of equipment in your kitchen that you can program it in at how you want your food to come out, how you want to cook your chicken, how you want to cook your roast, and set and store that cooking process into that device, and now you bring on a new young cook that doesn't have the skill set of the chef in the kitchen, and all I have to do is push a button, and the food comes out exactly like the chef was cooking it, then that's a huge benefit. Now, basically, there are a lot of different combi oven manufacturers out there, a lot of different combi ovens that you could you could purchase or you could go after. What are some of the differentiators between Rationale and those other manufacturers or those other combi ovens out there? Well, there's... Uh, kind of two schools of combi ovens. There's ones that use a steam generator to produce the steam into that cooking environment. And then some manufacturers went a different route many years ago uh, and came out with a boilerless or some of them call it a spritzer or a steam injection technology. And, and the reason they did that is because if anybody's familiar with having a steamer in their kitchen, um, wherever you have a heating element, and moisture, you typically have scale and line buildup, and that causes expensive repairs and maintenance. You have the same thing within your dish machines and coffee makers. Um, so other manufacturers went a different route. It's kind of like with uh, videotape recordings, remember the old VHS or beta? <laughs> Only one of them survived, right? Uh, and we're kind of in that path right now. We, we tried as a company to look at making a boilerless solution, but we are a company of chefs for chefs. And our utmost goal is to have the most perfect and best food available in the commercial kitchen environment. And with spritzer technology, boilers technology, we just weren't able to get the steaming capacity and the high moisture rate in the cooking cabinet without having a steam generator. 
So back in 2008, we developed a system we call care control. And that is through our automatic cleaning process. We automatically descale the steam generator each and every time it goes through a cleaning cycle. And once that technology was created for us, uh, we doubled the warranty on our devices. So all our devices have a two-year parts labor warranty. And this efficient care control system works so well, we stand behind it with a five-year warranty on the steam generator. Now, obviously, operationally, there are a lot of advantages to using this combi oven technology. But in your role as a design consultant, talk a little bit about some of the design advantages and some of the things that if someone is building a kitchen, you know, can they can they shrink the footprint of what they're doing? Or are there other advantages to putting in this technology? Maybe you don't have to buy as many pieces of equipment. Talk a little bit about that. Well, exactly. Um, this piece of equipment can do just about 90% of the cooking in a normal commercial kitchen. I mean, we can bake in there, fry in there, steam in there, sous vide cooking in there. We have a Vario smoker accessory, one of our biggest selling accessories that gives the operator the ability to do smoked ribs and smoked salmon, even cold smoking within the device. Um, all these different cooking methods can be done in one device in a one square meter space. So the ability to perhaps go from three fryers to two fryers maybe if they still want to do some deep fried foods. Um, the ability to shrinken up their flat tops, uh, eliminate tilt skillets. These types of appliances would certainly shrink the kitchen space, shrink the hood space, which are very expensive. Uh, designers are telling me about 1800 to $2,000 per linear foot for a hood going into a kitchen on a new build. Um, and this would be able to help the operator have a smaller footprint kitchen, hence being able to have more seating capacity in the front dining area, and that's truly where they generate their revenue. Now, I'm sure that there's people out there listening to this that are the skeptics who are saying, or, or maybe just the realists who are saying, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And that's kind of how I thought of it initially when I was first introduced to this technology. I just thought there is no way it can do all this stuff. But, you know, for those who want to learn more and maybe uh, have an education on this, how do they go about that? What do you suggest that they do? Well, like you said, it's, it sounds too good to be true. So we kind of say the proof's in the pudding, right? That's what chefs always say. Um, so what we do is, is we want you to come see it in action. Uh, what we have all across the country with our 25 regional chefs, and we have more local support regional chefs than any other manufacturer, uh, come see it for yourself. So the easiest way to do it is come see a, a live, a cooking live. Right now this year we're actually launching a new hot tour campaign to promote these cooking live events across the country. Uh, if you want to find one in your area, go to Rationale usa.com and over on the right hand side uh, there's a little icon there where you can search for upcoming events in your area just put in your zip code and you can see a local event in your area you register right online uh, we'll contact you to confirm your uh, date and time for that event and come see it it's, it's, a, it's a free event lasts about an hour and a half the only thing we request is you come hungry because we're going to cook and show you every possibility of how to utilize this piece of equipment and, and see for yourself is that this is a solution for you. That's how I got introduced to it back in 2004, 
it blew my mind. You, you're talking about the light bulb in your head. I know the chef that was cooking for me that day, he saw that light bulb over my head. I, I just couldn't believe that this device could do so many different things. You know, I've always said, and I'll say it again and again, that the three things that make food service operations successful is good food, good service, consistently. And unless you're giving good food and good service consistently, then you, you're you not going to make it. And it sounds to me like that's exactly what you're providing and rationale is supplying to its customers is the ability to be consistent. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Consistency, uh, I have always said, that's number one. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're going to a, a fast food operation, if you're going to fine dining, you're going to uh, B&I type of location. It, the food has to be consistent. If, if you want your customers to come back over and over again and for them to tell somebody else and then it grows your business, the food has to be consistent. And if you have 10 different cooks working in your establishment, they're not all going to have the same skill level uh, in that environment. And to have a piece of equipment that can produce food consistently each and every time, no matter the size of the food, the portion sizes, the starting temperature of it, that operator is going to have a huge advantage over the competition. Speaking of the proof is in the pudding, who out there is using this technology? Who who are some of the notable names that we might know of um, that are utilizing this technology right now? Um, boy, who's not? Um, uh, our spokesperson that comes to the NRA show every year and does cooking demonstrations in our booth has it in all of his uh, facilities. I consider him the, the number one chef in America, Chef Thomas Keller, uh, raised by our equipment. We can go into num- numerous uh, regional and key accounts across the country from from the East Coast with Wawa's and Eaton Park to Hooters restaurants. You know, in this case, it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. These big players, these notable names might be using this technology, but we can learn something as, as Ma and Pa restaurant operators or individual unit operators uh, or, or chefs in general. If some of these large companies who spend millions of dollars on research and testing and uh, trying to find consistent systems are using this type of technology, then it's definitely something that we should be looking at also because at the end of the day, this is about making our industry sustainable through consistency. Well, absolutely. I mean, food costs rising, labor costs rising, shortage of labor. Uh, they said the only way to really combat and fight those things is by using technology. I mean, the technology is not going to replace somebody, so to speak, but it's going to help the operator get through those issues that they have on a day-to-day basis. And, and with technology, a lot of times, you know, it comes in expense. It comes an investment, and that's what it really is for the operator is an investment. And, and we can certainly show everybody uh, the return on investment. You've heard of ROIs. And, and with the shrinkage of food, the higher yield of the food, the consistency, the labor, the reduction of oil consumption in the kitchen, uh, our devices are approved by the EPA for Energy Star standards for combi oven technology, uh, so it's a much more efficient piece of equipment. Uh, rebate programs are available across the country for thousands of dollars available in some municipalities. 
And, and the ROI typically for most customers, once we look at their numbers, we've seen it between 12 months to 24 months for their return on investment. So imagine an operator, even if it's a small operator, investing $15,000 into this technology and within 12 months, they recap that investment. That means every year after that, they're adding an extra $15,000 to their bottom line of profitability. And I think anyone who is not interested in that is insane. <laughs> they're probably not going to be in business very long. Amen to that. So, Jim, we've learned a few things today. If you could impart some knowledge to either the rising generation or those who are maybe looking forward to growing in their careers, what would you tell them? What's some advice you could give them? Well, I would say you never stop learning uh, each and every day. Go to the trade shows. I mean, don't just sit in your kitchen and think you know it all. Um, communicate, network with other people, learn different skill sets, whether it's computer-based skill sets, photography or whatever, and keep all opportunities open. I, I would have never thought 30 years ago when I started this journey that I would end up doing what I'm doing today. But this industry, as they say, once you're in it, you never get out of it. It offers so many opportunities for everybody that uh, keep looking on the horizon and you'll have a great career. Jim, you're a good man. Thank you very much for your time. All right, Sean. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. Hey guys, if you're looking for a new podcast, something about cooking, something about how to cook or learning how to cook, check out our new First Timers Cookbook podcast. It's over on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and give it a listen. See what you think.